Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pop culture, subculture, music, horror, sex, politics, art, and overall bad This is Society 13, redefining podcasting. Music. Music. Horror. Horror. Subculture. And overall badass. Welcome Welcome to to Kettle Whistle Whistle Radio. Radio. With your host, host, Dave Dave and Sean. Sean. Friends and themes. Wow, that's pretty loud. <laughs> We're back, meaning it's the first time I'm physically seeing Sean in the same room at the same time. Physically <laughs> And creepy as ever. Uh, hope you guys are still surviving. We are. We have a guest tonight on our first show back as I mean, well, together in the same studio. And uh, wait, you're pointing at something else. What's What do you got? KWR stuff. You are sticky. Yeah, I got stuff for you. Yeah, you got some swag coming. Yeah, this swag, if people ask for it, I'd I'd send it to them too. Uh, We have a guest tonight. uh, Kind of an oldie, but a goodie uh, as far as Kettle Whistle is concerned. If you guys stuck with us for a long time, you would remember in the beginning a little band called Mr. Vertigo out of Boston, Massachusetts. Um, Matthew will be calling in, and he's got new stuff for us and new bands we're going to discuss but he also, what's what did he call us about, or why, why did he contact us? He's got a story about a haunted recording studio, I think. Yeah, yeah, and I guess there's two of them, uh, but the one he's talking about is the one I think they've used. I don't know for sure, but uh, yeah, hey, it's Halloween, uh, seemed to fit the mold. Perfect, perfect so month, perfect. Um, so how the hell are you, man? I'm doing really good, doing I really good. I think you're freaking lying to me. <laughs> no, I'm, do- I'm doing really good. i tell you what, I'm a little... I feel like I've been, we were talking the other day. Baptized? And, yeah. I just feel trapped in my house. I'm Whoa, just, hey. just uh, a little bit, uh, a little bit depressed. Okay. I'm glad to be out finally. Well, yeah, it's a shame you have to spend your time with me. But, um... <laughs> it is a shame. 
so <laughs> well, uh, well when you say trapped i think we all kind of feel that way right now yeah i, f- I feel like i've kind of gotten into a routine and you know some bad things routinely um you're not alone there either um yeah. a lot of people have fallen back into their old ways uh whether they're good or bad or ugly or whatever but there's also a lot of people creating stuff too um i know you're, you're frustrated with uh just not being able to play as much or go to a show yeah i mean i've i've had a few uh uh, lessons for bass guitar that I was able to go to. I, I had five, and um, I uh, just I, w- I, w- I was able to go for a uh, Rock for Life show to see my friend's band play, and uh, that was cool because it was outside. Everybody was social distanced, and you know it was a good event for a good cause. Mm-hmm. But I'm really just kind of ready to get a little bit closer back to normal. But, uh, you know, I understand that, you know, a lot of people have to be safe and careful because of mm-hmm. other, you know, me- you know, um, extended family and, you know, things like that. So um, all, all that stuff's in my mind and I care deeply about it. But I don't know. I think I think I've been a, maybe a little bit selfish lately. Hey, uh, well, that <laughs> definitely happens. I, I've, I've had my two breakdowns I can recall. Uh, just, uh, yeah, I don't know, stir crazy, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you think it, things are never going to get better. There's a duality that as humans, we're not ready for. Uh, we want things to get back up and running. We need to make money, but we're not allowed to get together to do that. It doesn't make sense. What was uh, that? What was that movie with uh, Bruce Willis where basically him and his wife lived in like the same house, but they led different lives. They They, they would basically go into like a, a, uh, I want to say it was a Bruce Willis movie where they 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 would they would basically go into like a Die Hard like a, re, a virtual reality world almost where they would live live out a life but they were actually just in their house sitting in like a machine that was like so not Die Hard no it was Looper or something <laughs> like that oh I, I can't, Looper I can't yeah remember. wasn't a Hayden Christensen in that too. No. <laughs> Forgettable performance, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm going to have to look it up. I'll look it up on a break. I thought that was. A, I thought Looper was uh, Samuel Jackson and, yeah. uh, and Hayden Christensen. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe we're going to get to a, a life where we, uh, you know, actually never, never physically leave our homes and we just live a life like in some sort of like virtual reality or something. It'll probably eventually get to that. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen because every time things start up again, or rather things try to get started up again, uh, it starts up again, this creature called COVID. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, and there's different ways to look at it. There are people that do get very, very sick, and I've seen that side of it. And then mm-hmm. there's people, honestly, and this is weird, the smell and taste thing is the only symptom they get for like a week. They yeah. lose their sense of smell and taste. I've I know people that this happened to. Wow. Um, and then there's people with pre-existing conditions that should never get it. So and that's the part I don't understand that people don't understand. I guess they don't know anybody that's been sick with something. Mm-hmm. Whatever. I, I I just don't. Why take the chance? And I I really don't need a really bad cold. So if I have to wear a mask while I'm working, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah. It, I mean, I mostly I mostly work from home and I do like a. Uh, rotation every five weeks in the office you know where there's literally uh, like a handful of people and everybody's really spread out and you don't have to worry about you know except when you're in the common areas you got to wear your mask and you know make sure that uh, you're doing your part but uh yeah mostly mostly at home me the wife and three dogs and a cat 
<laughs> well, yeah, and you didn't, you just take in another dog. Yeah, we did. We had two dogs. We uh, decided uh, there's a, there's a, uh, uh, there's a place where we get our other two dogs groomed, but they also have a, uh, a, um, they take in animals that are in bad situations and, or people that just can't take care of them anymore and they'll, um, find them new homes and they find them really good homes very quickly. That's cool. And, um, What's the name of the, it's called tiny cause. Oh, not like tiny paws, tiny cause, tiny cause. Yep. That's interesting. Cause our guest, um, if he makes it, he may not make it. And we may be just doing a show tonight and we'll, I'll, we'll get him again. Uh, <laughs> the, from the looks of it, I'm not sure he's not getting back to us, but he sent us some cool music, um, and leads, but, uh, he, proceeds from one of their um their albums here uh, i wrote it down uh from i have to show you they, they the proceeds go to pause which is a um rhode island i believe like uh like animal league type situation so when you buy things from the, one of their from uh, mr vertigo's albums mm -hmm. you, it, the proceeds go to uh, i i want to say uh, sub theories is the album i forget the name the, the title but um yeah i'll go get that because i wanted to talk to him about that but so yeah they're, yeah. they're totally into the animal rescue thing cool. too again matthew hages or hages not sure i wanted him to clear that up i, I can't wait to see maybe. oh he's gonna be There's upset a now third way. but yeah he um honestly i don't know um i wanted him to correct me so i could be wrong on the air again mm. Because that's a, a thing. And <laughs> here's something else I came across, too. Another band, um, Nine Stitch Method. Very much not like uh, Mr. Vertigo. These guys are... It's two guys, and it's kind of industrial mm, metal rock, but um, I guess they're the black keys of industrial. Guy Patrick <laughs> McKelvey, or I, It's hard to say his name when you open up. It's Patrick, but you look at... It looks like McKelvey, but I don't think that's how you say it. But Patrick now has his own label so we're gonna be getting some cool bands from him as well there's a lot of good music coming and not to mention what matthew our, our guy right now that we're waiting to hear from he um now is signing bands and you heard the babes b-a-a-b-e-s and they're not babes at all they're uh, dudes <laughs> yeah they're, they're they were actually really good i'll be interested to hear this band i think it's mackleravy mackleravy it could it be mackleravy yeah that's funny because uh, I met him through Bob, who is the artist on on Doctor Peeler, the comic book, and uh, that we did, and he couldn't pronounce his name either. And I, th I hopefully Patrick will see this in um, a humorous way, but <laughs> and we'll have him come on the air and say his name correctly. But the way it's printed on that, it is a little hard to decipher. So yeah, it's kind of cool artwork but, though. I yeah. Like it. Oh, there's there's a couple tunes on there I know that you'll like. Yeah, I got that last Living Dead Weekend, which of course now is defunct. Um, but we did play... Is that totally defunct now? Or is it just for um, COVID this it's not. Year? It's just COVID. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they're doing... Uh, in Monroeville, I might be signing up for the one with uh, the Monroeville uh, Days of the Dead. Um, they do that. Out it's outdoors. Mm -hmm. So it's happening. And yeah. uh, I'm getting a table possibly with Bob. And that's... Uh, I think it falls in November. So it's going to be kind of... It might be chill. Mm -hmm. But then again, might be really cool. <sighs> that makes no sense. Um... So, Spirit Machines, that's the CD and the gift pack they sent us. We played two of their songs, mm -hmm. and that's a pretty solid album. I don't know how much of you listened to um, otherwise. I listened to the whole thing. I listened to several I, times. I want to say that this is on, um, I don't know about this album, but at least one of their albums is on Spotify. And, you know, that's how I'll consume music to find out if I like it or not. And if I do like it, I'll go and I'll make a purchase from the artist. But, right. Um, you know that's that's how I get a, that's how I get to find out whether or not 
I'm into it or not, you know? I uh, got you. Absolutely. So. But we got to play Zober, and uh, the other one that we really both agreed on was kind of funny. Uh, we like the Changeling, but um, Echoing Sound, mm -hmm. that's a great tune. Um, they get slow towards the end of the album, uh, but I really like it. Uh, it. It's just solid rock and roll. I, I think I would yeah. love to meet them one day, but great people, the Spirit Machines. And this one here I got, This is we talked about this one. Um, Coco O'Connor... Uh, she sent us this sort of like, actually nothing like Ali, but her, her um, promoting methods are very similar. And um, that's how I ended up getting her. That's more um, mm, jammy, uh, rock and roll, outdoor at uh, Liz Fair, like a, a, what was it, Lilith Fair? Mm -hmm. um, wasn't Liz Fair? Yeah, Liz Fair is a person. I, like, I liked her <laughs> yeah. a lot. Lilith Fair, that's the yeah, Lilith uh... Fair. Like she, this would be your headlining act at Lilith Fair, Coco O'Connor, <laughs> and we are allowed to play that stuff. Just depends. Um, well, I don't know if we're gonna get Matthew now, because uh, <laughs> sorry, folks, but yeah, we're gonna uh, just talk some bullshit right now. <laughs> that's okay. You <laughs> got comic books. You got me here, and that's all that matters. You just, exactly. And <laughs> again, back in the house, uh, the girls, Queens of NC Seventeen, they got together for the first time and did a show. And, you know, for like six months where they had to do it remotely. So they, mm -hmm. they recouped and they're like on fire on Instagram right now. Queens of NC-17, folks. Check them out. Is this the comic for the show? It is. That's new, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I don't know. Tell them what you're holding. The Boys, Dear Becky. Yeah, that's the comic book came out. And that's the show, The Boys, on Amazon Prime. Yes. That's issue two. I've got one and two. One is very strange. Do you watch, are you on season two of that show yet? We got two episodes in, so I need to delve more. You know what sidetracked me? Yeah. My boy, Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. There is no reason to watch anything else right now for me. And we didn't finish season two. So I'm just waiting. I know Elizabeth Shue's going to make her pretty face visible. Maybe not. Well, we we watched uh, both seasons when they were on uh, YouTube, mm -hmm. and of course now everything's on Netflix now. And I, I hear I think the new season's going to be on Netflix too. So, okay, yeah, cool. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the production value and everything <laughs> will stay up to par with what it was. Cause, yes. Well, and you know it will because look at all the a lot of the other shows that they put out on um, Netflix. Yes. Pretty good. Uh yeah, and no. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> we have a big no-topia. Nope-topia. Yeah. Uh, utopia. I tried it. I'm a comic book guy. Oh, uh, that's not even on. Yeah, but that's on Prime. No, that's on Hulu. Yeah. Hulu? Hulu or Prime? Utopia is, that's Netflix. No. No? I don't know. Either way, I'm watching it. Interesting fact about Utopia. Now, it is based on a comic book. I'm going to go find the comic book and read it because I don't think the show is doing it justice at all. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not going to, I don't want to badmouth things, but after I got three, uh, two and a half episodes in and I couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah. And I'm not alone. I found out um, somebody, you, but somebody else yesterday did the same damn thing. And this is a random person. They're like, got into episode three. And it's like, I had to turn it off. Yeah. I know the exact moment I turned it off, too. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just, you know, usually what I'll do is I'll give something at least five to 10 minutes. And I was, I was intrigued enough to, to continue to watch it through the second episode. But then I was just like, this is going nowhere for me. And I had to shut it off. And there's been other shows that I've done that too, too, especially on Netflix. Yeah, no joke. But, uh, you know, there's been shows that people have raved about and, uh, you know, really like the warrior nun is another one. Like I liked it, but I didn't love it. 
Right. And people were raving about that show. Yes. And um, I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah I, 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 th- I find that it's kids that are younger. Well, when I say kids, people in their 30s are finding Utopia good. Uh, Gen Xers. Well, I think it was based on a British TV series. Oh, really? So, well, uh, like you said, originally it was like a comic or I thought it was a, a graphic comic novel. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, this, uh, what's her name? Um, that does the books, the Gone Girl books and those. She produced this show. Oh, uh, okay. Well, John Cusack's in it, Rain Wilson. And I thought it would be good because of some of the players that were involved. And so it just... there lies the question. Do we stick it through and see if there's a big turn of events at the end? I'm not. Okay, see? I moved on. I tried, folks. I started watching Wayward Pines, which I never got to watch. Okay. With uh, Matt Dillon. And um, can't think of the can't think of the lady's name. Shannon Sossaman's in it too, and I had a I had a thing for her back in the day. So we both like her. She did that weird uh, kaiju monster movie we talked about. Oh, um, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, Anne Hathaway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, she was actually a black cat, huh? Or cat woman? Or yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm very tired of superheroes. And when people start, and I grew up on them, yeah. but I heard yet there's there's everybody gets every time there's a new Batman announcement, they all get the hard ons, and I'm just kind of like. I'm over Batman. The only thing that I want to see, which comes out, I think, next year, is the the Zack Snyder recut of um, the Justice League. Uh, okay, well, that frightens me. But um, at the same time... Do you know anything about that? I know nothing about it. I just know they just can't get it right. So is somebody going to get it right, DC? Well, he was originally supposed to do it, and I think his son passed away. Ooh. During um, why is it whenever production I want to be mean or post something somebody died. Well, then um, Joe Sweden had to take over, okay. and um, oh well, I guess fans did, just didn't like what what the you know he used most of the footage, but oh. the, I guess there was a lot of footage that was just kind of left on the you know the production floor or whatever you know whatever the term is for that, but. Um, uh, he's going to come back and give them the Snyder cut, basically, kind of right. like they did with like the first Superman movie way back in the day, or, yeah. or, the, or Superman two. I forget which one it was. Yeah, yeah, Superman two. Yeah, well, I enjoyed. I love the old one, uh, one and two. I even I went to the movies and saw three and four. One had Richard Pryor in it. Yeah, I think that was the third one. Yeah, I, I actually loved that movie when I was a kid. I had fun with it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I even when I was a kid, I liked the fourth one. But you watch the fourth one now, and it's horrible. It's unwatchable. I have no memory of that film. I know I saw <laughs> it's it. It's a good thing. And speaking of, oh yeah, I ran into uh, another millennial argument. Sorry, guys. I know you're out there and girls, but. Uh, I, I think I may have mentioned that I, I had a client who well, must, might have been 25 and uh, told me how he was trying to tell me how the best shark movie in the world is. I we were, ta- we were talking Jaws and he said Meg. He's like, until you see Meg, you've not seen a shark movie. And I was like, that's really not the point here. Jaws is visceral. Meg is CGI. It's Disney. And look to your left here, or your other right here. Mm. I was a collector of Steve Alton's books. I have all of them. Um, the movie's not bad, actually. It's I, fun. I, I like the movie. It was fun. It's but, fun. I mean, the you got to think about the time period that Jaws was made in, yes. and, and the the um, you know same thing with like Alien. Just the the time period that was made, and the 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 um, 
scare factor that it that it that it gave people. Um, this is all just you know entertainment value, pure entertainment. Whereas then, it really scared the shit out of people. Those movies. Indeed, I I just got a message from our guest. Um, Will he be making it? We're going to be playing a song right now, and we're going to get back to you. We're going to give you we're going to be a little cliffhanging moment. All right, and uh, thanks for listening, guys. And trust me, we got shows coming up, and it's better when we're in the studio together. The remote thing, um, if you listen, I listen to a lot of radio, including XM Sirius and all those those talk shows. Like, yeah, they they're not used to the situations that we use all the time. So I listen to them faltering while we tend to get better. And it's a good template really right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always get lost in this room uh, looking around at everything that's in here and I always find something new to like pick up and look at and you know, now I see you got a lot of vinyl down here and I didn't even know you had that. Yeah, before, we'll so. talk about that. I got some new ones right there too. <laughs> I got some interesting stuff sitting right there because I went to a certain garage sale mm-hmm. from a friend that you know. Mm-hmm. A friend of the show. And a regular on the show, Fury, Outtakes with Fury. He had a garage sale. You can imagine the stuff he had. Yeah. There's stuff there that I still want to get for you, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. Right now, I think we're gonna, we should get into maybe the Dirty Cakes. Sure. I think we should. because I just had a, I just had a great phone call, a message from, uh, from Rick, uh, Rick Torres of the Dirty Cakes. Now, if you don't know who they are, you need to know who they are. And if you're on Instagram, you'll find Becky Reck. She's amazing. She's on Facebook. She doesn't, you know, like most musicians right now, not too active there. But Becky Reck is the drummer from the Luna Chicks. I saw them open for the Ramones in 87, 88, I want to say, at the Ritz. And that's how me and Becky got back into it talking because she she remembers that show. And uh, she's a friend of Dava Wolf. Dava Wolf was tending bar that night. Um, and it, yeah, so we're, we're going to get more from Becky Reck. She's going to come on at some point. And apparently Rick... Torres says we can play what we want. So I'm thinking Photograph. That's a tight-ass song. What do you think? I think you should go for it. All right, let's do that. Because we're going to play it for you, and then I'm going to hit up Rick and say, hey, man, what format do you want us to play it in? Because we already played it. And, <laughs> yeah, so, and he says he's going to send me all kinds of stuff. Anyway, all right, enjoy.
Hi, folks, friends, and fiends. So, what did you think of the dirty cakes? Man, that was really good. Photograph, yeah. yeah. Really good and really fuzzed out. Like, yes. Yeah, I yeah. liked it a lot. You said it too. It kind of sounds like it's bred off the Queens of the Stone Age, but yeah, we got some veterans. Sort of Burning band. Brides, Queen of the Queens of the Stone Age, sort of, you know. Yes. But, oh, uh, when we went to break there, we were discussing Halloween a little bit. And honestly, I'm still just Carpenter the first time around. I don't need any more reboots. I enjoy Rob Zombies. I do. I love them. But when I want to watch Halloween, I go watch the, the first one. The original. Yeah. yeah. And you too, maybe? or Yeah, you know, I, I watched it as a kid, but, you know, there were probably a lot... I was more into Godzilla and stuff like yes, that. Yes, you were. I wasn't. Yeah. A, yes, you were. Yeah. <laughs> well, we got somebody else on the phone right now, and uh, I'm glad. First of all, I tried to skewer your name so many times through the years. Uh, I want to make sure I did it correctly. <laughs> Is it Matthew Hages or Hages? It's actually Hages. Ah, Hages. It's like it's like saying like hi and then like this. Hages. Uh, I like that better. <laughs> yeah, it's it's uh it's um it's actually of uh Polish origin. Okay. And, um it uh so the 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 J is silent. So. There we go. So for years, and it's been a long time. This guy and Mr. Vertigo, his band, they've been following uh, Heather and I through the years. Early, earlier on, they were some of our first first musical guests. Actually, uh, as far we didn't have you on, but we played you. We've been playing your music for years. Um. The last we heard of you was No Myth, Michael Penn's No Myth. That's the last time, because I, I haven't been keeping up, and that is my fault. But I, you also, you know, um, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's the, um, the last sort of official release was 2017 on, uh, on uh, Zipper Records, our producer's label, Brian Charles from uh, Zipper Recording in uh, Boston. Um, we put out um, a cover of... Uh, Michael Penn's No Myth, and then um, I actually believe we, uh, I, I think in 2018, we put out a cover of um, the official Iron Man rally song from Guided by Voices. Oh, really? For a, um, wow. for a, um, a compilation that um, one of our great friends, the, the, um, the uh, sort of legendary Boston DJ Angel Wood um, does um, these benefits called Keep Safe Boston, and um, we've been on a few of them now. And the last one, we um, we uh, submitted a cover of uh, Guided by Voices' official Iron Man Rally song. So you didn't. That was the last sort of official release. So you didn't really. Um, yeah, and um, we've been. We've been working on an EP, and then COVID hit, so you're not that far behind. <laughs> cool. So, how do you, you guys have done some covers? How do how do you go about choosing your cover? And uh, is it just uh, music that you guys enjoy? And uh, or how, how do you how do you choose that? That's an interesting question. It it's it's something that um you know we've been doing covers since our first um, record back in in college back in 2002 um first off i'll just say this real quick the band there's been sort of two versions of the band and i sort of use the deep purple analogy the mark one mark two (laughs) there's the mark one version from from 02 07 and then we kind of split up for a few years and then uh in 2010 we started recording again because of a um investor and potential publishing deal we actually recorded a lot in, um, in the 
publishing deal fell through, so we put out a new record or a new EP in 2013, and um, just decided to kind of you know jump back into the Boston scene. And uh, was that a sub theories? Sub theories? That was um, that was uh, uh, it, 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 it was that sort of group of records. It was the Taciturn EP, and then it was the Meta Theory record, and right? The Sub Theories EP, which which um, Meta Theory and Sub Theory sort of went together, and um, Taciturn was sort of just like a kind of the first thing that we put out um, after um, wow um, seven eight, uh, six years. Wow. Okay. Okay. But um, getting back to Sean's question, uh, we um, we even from the first record, we 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 did a uh, Jeff Buckley cover yes. of the song "Morning Theft," and um, we we sort of approach covers like like if we like a song, we 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 want to cover it, but we don't want to cover it exactly like the original. We sort of want to throw like our own sort of twist on it, but also at the same time kind of keep keep the original um, melody and sort of keep elements of the original song so so um, it's familiar to people, but then throw our own like, you know, kind of spin on it. And um, as far as how we choose them, it's, it's pretty random. Someone will just kind of be like, oh, do you want to do this song? Um, and... You know, we just end up uh, going and recording it, and if we like it, we'll put it up. Cool. All right. Well, um, I have favorites uh, from you, as it is. I, I love uh, Tastern is like one of my favorites. Uh, of course, the No Myth thing kind of hit a chord with me because I didn't know anybody else knew that song outside of me. <laughs> it ends up, yeah, they did. <laughs> uh, it was it was like one of those prior because I was like during the grunge period, I was into like everything that was heavier than that, and then you got your Paul Westerbergs, and then that, you know, and. I was just kind of like, this is not my style, but there's something about that tune. And I love the harmonies in it too. Um, so wait, now right now, what what um, what album or EP are you promoting at the moment? Well, we we are um, we have a new EP coming out in November, and um, I believe it's going to be the I think the date right now is the first Friday in November for Bandcamp Day. Nice, and, um, yeah, cool. We're shooting for that, and um, it's called Indie Nerd Strikes Again, and it's a little more lighthearted than our usual stuff. Um, you know, we've sort of, to quote Jack Black, uh, we've, <laughs> we've, we've been accused of the uh, sad bastard music thing, and um, um, it's, uh, and this, this, just the song itself, Indie Nerd Strikes Again, is a little bit more lighthearted. It's it's uh, it's it, it, it's a pun. It's a it's a joke. It's 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 just something. But you know, there's a little bit of you know, if you dig deep into Jonathan's lyrics, it, 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 there's a little bit of um, you know, melancholia and melancholy. Oh hell yeah! Uh, a word. Yes. Is that a word? Uh, it no, it is now officially. <laughs> now it is. I was going to say, to explain to the novices that may not know you, um, I mean, your music is basically uh, pop, punk, uh, power, progression, with where the, with an emphasis on vocals, because Jonathan's vocals are amazing. Oh, thank you. And, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's uh, we, we, we kind of genre jump all over the place. Like, it, it's, it's, um, 
they, yeah, like you said, there's a, I mean, essentially, I guess it would be like alternative power pop, you know, indie rock kind of in that vein, but it, we, we, we just kind of jump around and, um, I, I would probably say that this, this song, uh, Indie Nerd Strikes Again is, is, is a bit heavier than we usually get and, um, but more heavy and sort of like the Pinkerton Weezer type. Ah, uh, you know? yeah, that makes Not sense. Not necessarily like, like Soundgarden heavy yet, but, um, <laughs> Right. I mean, of, of course I do love all that stuff. And yeah. I mean, um. It all has its place, man. Me and Sean talk about it all the time. His mm-hmm. ears perked up when he heard Guided by Voices. I watched his head just you know, like peak up just then. Because that's something I kind of missed that he's introducing me to slowly. Yeah, there, there's... Yeah, so- I mean, Uncle Bob, uh, I, I mean, I, uh, I, I love Guided by Voices. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're kind of like the godfathers of, uh, you know, the, the lo-fi indie rock movement. Although, to quote Bob himself... Um, you know, when they started back in the 80s, Bob was like, I wasn't, he's like, I, all, I had no money in a four track. He's in, uh, he, like, I was trying to make it sound like Quadrophenia. He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I had to work with was a four track. So, uh, yeah. Sometimes so, that, yeah, there's a payoff to that. I think there's a good payoff to that. Yeah, I know it, Billy Corgan just had a story the other day about his, you know, first demos or whatever he did on a Tascam Porta Studio or whatever. You know, just amazing how people would make their music back in the day as compared to now you have this DOS software you put on a computer or a laptop and you have everything kind of at your fingertips to be able to, you know, anybody can be a, a, a bedroom, uh, music whiz, so to speak. <laughs> but you know, the difference in the sound and what's good and what's not. Yeah. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, uh, very bland music out there. Yeah, I would too say. much trouble or no bass whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. But um, we're digging. I got to tell you, too. Now, this is a whole new uh, development for me and Mr. Vertigo. Um, the bands, I guess you're producing. There's the Babes, B-A-A-B-E-S, Babes. Yes. Um, those are uh, my uh, my buddy uh, uh, Jay, or as he goes by in the band, Johnny Brainbox. Um, <laughs> um, he, uh, we played a show with them, and... Um, you know, we just got to talking, and I was telling him that um, I had been uh, working. Um, this is going to get confusing. There's a lot of J's in this story. My 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 engineer's <laughs> name is also J, and um, he had um, he had just set up a uh, old school analog studio. Um, Very cool. Called Project Sound, and um, we uh, he had a Trident 80 series console and a standard two inch machine, and um, I was like, why don't you, you know, we played a show with them in uh, Manchester um, last year, and I was like, why don't you come in and record, um, you know, how, like, all the bands you are really into did it, like like the Dolls and Iggy and the Stooges and, and you know, the Misfits, and, mm-hmm. and, and it, they were down, so they came in, and uh, we did an EP. Well, I, we're looking forward to that. Sean, you really like the babes, right? Yeah, I like them a lot. And uh, it sounds like there's like uh, maybe even a song there, the story of Jay or something like right? that. Right, <laughs> yeah, the, or the, instead of the Pinkerton, the Jay album. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. Um, yeah, I, I got to say, now before we get, you have a scary story for us, and we're going to play a song before that. But um, it is Halloween, so we should have a haunted tale of some type. But 
I gotta tell you, that Babes video, uh, again, B-A-A-B-E-S, Babes, high demand trash. Um, there's sheer terror went down my spine uh, with the, the woman that's in the beginning of that video. Um, and something familiar, too, like it's something from like Sesame Street or something. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about, but oh, I'm not God. super familiar with the video. There's a, there's a, there's, there's another, uh, uh I'm going to regret asking this, aren't I? I'm going I'm to regret <laughs> asking this. Um, oh, no, it's, it's not a long story. There's, there's a gentleman from Boston named, uh, Dickie Stock, and he, um, he's kind of a jack of all trades. He's a comedian, um, and he makes music videos, and basically, um, during the COVID shutdown, if I'm not mistaken, he was just like, um, hey, anybody want a music video for short money, hit me up. And and, and um, um, my buddy Jay, we'll just call him Johnny Brainbox. Johnny, <laughs> that's because that's what he goes by. Jay number Johnny, three. <laughs> yeah, Jay number seven. seven. Johnny hit him up and, 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 and said, hey, can you make us a video for the song High Demand Trash? And that was all Dicky. So I'm, I, I mean, I, 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 you know, he incorporated some footage of the band, but I'm, I'm not sure what the, the, um, the person singing, I'm not sure who the person singing in the beginning is. I'm not sure. I, it's no like idea. Pippi Longstocking era I like have seen TV this. or something. I've seen this. I'm probably this is going to come back to haunt me. I'm sure, okay. but I have seen that before. I remember being afraid of it as a child. Maybe it's like HR Puffin stuff. Or oh my something. god, it could be like <laughs> Sid Marty Croft. All right, listen, uh, Matthew, we got to ask you. We got to play a song. What is your pick for uh, a Mr. Vertigo song? Oh, um, well, you said you like Taciturn, so why don't we go with Taciturn? I love that song. Great. Thank you so much. All right, well, we're going to play some Taciturn. There is a video, folks. You could check that out. And we're going to get right back with Matthew. Say it again. Hydus. 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 That's the best way to think about it. I just want to use that J so bad. All right. Uh, a little bit of Taciturn. We're going to come back with Matthew. All right. And thanks for listening, folks.
most afraid of the dark. But you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle, fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Yeah, that was Taciturn, Mr. Vertigo. Taciturn. Taciturn. We're waiting for uh, Mr. Vertigo's Matthew to call back. Um, and as for you, what did you, what, Rage Against the What? The Monkey? What did you say? Rage, Rage Against the Machine? Oh, yeah. LAPD. Yeah, we were just talking about LAPD, the precursor of corn. Um, yeah, he's Triple X Records. I, re- I remember Triple X yeah, Records. Yeah, right. Jane's Addiction. The yeah. first, that, the, the, for me, the one that matters, the first record, uh, the live one. But yeah, I'm that's... thinking there's something else that I listened to back in the day that might have been on Triple X well, Records. Uh, Sex Art was Corn was Jonathan Davis, and those guys, that was the rest of them in LAPD. LAPD. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, don't look for Corn. Look for Rage Against the Machine. Uh, lo-fi with that album, <laughs> really. Uh, but yeah, this was supposed to be the the, uh, the age of uh, or the returnants of returnants. And you and I talked about this before, Rage but and I think I'll probably catch a lot of flack from people. But Yay! When that first Rage Against the Machine album came out, it was amazing. All and right. then it's it's really good. The next album, I was like, yeah, okay, man, bullshit parade. I don't the know. Formula's the formula. Uh, grill the radio. I, don't know. I just you know the, their formula wore out on me real quick. Yeah, real quick. But yeah. I, I I think there was more. I think they. I love now. Wait a second. Uh, Sleep in the fire. I love that song. Sleep in the fire is my I, favorite. I do like their music. I just you know they're so. T- I, I, I get so distracted. There's so many things to listen to. and uh, I'm going to explain Rage real quick. It's like writing Superman. How can you write Superman and keep him interesting? Anyway, yeah. oh, he's back. He's back. The man behind the ma- Matthew, you back, sir? Hello. Yeah, we're back. And we just listened to Taciturn by Mr. Vertigo. And you are the guitar. I believe you do all the guitars, uh, both acoustic and everything else guitar. I do all of the rhythm guitars. I do all of the okay. um, acoustic and electric rhythm guitars. And then Dewey, D-U-E-Y, uh, his real name is actually John Dushan, but we call him Dewey. He's our uh, lead guitar player. And um, sometimes we mix it up. Sometimes he does lead guitars. And um, I'm sorry, sometimes he does um, um, rhythm guitars and acoustic guitars. And I do... Uh, some leads, and then our uh, keyboard player Eric Eric Fairchild. He also um, is a multi instrumentalist. So um, in the studio, um, we kind of just jump around all over the place. Like um, I don't play keyboards, but 
those guys do. So um, yeah, this is kinda, you guys are a musicians band. That's the way I, I was trying to explain to Sean. You guys are like serious musicians. You, you you don't you don't jump into a garage and just start playing. I don't think you probably did that though at some point. That's right. Oh, wait, really important. I should mention this before we start again. Um, you said you are OCD and I am ADHD. So does that mean we cancel each other out? Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> we must cancel each other out. Sean, take over. <laughs> Sean, take over. I'm taking over the show. Just kidding. <laughs> Go ahead, my man. I was going to say the funny thing is we, we actually do rehearse in a garage. My drummer is... Uh, my drummer, John... John my drummer's name is John Carpenter, actually. Literally. Whoa. <laughs> Thank God it's not Jay. <laughs> um, his name is uh, uh, Jay Owen, but still John Carpenter. That's and, great. Um, he, uh, he, um, he, he publishes a uh, independent newspaper in Wyndham, New Hampshire, which is, um, you know, we, a few of us live in New Hampshire, but we're really like 35 minutes north of Boston, so it's not... And I, I have to add, this is a little background on me and you. Um, when I would uh, get on uh, anything hockey and I, I, very anti-Boston, he let me know. <laughs> he, he really let me know. Like he let me have it on Twitter. And, and man, you like honestly, I actually I was like, wow, okay, so you're as passionate about hockey as I am. But yeah, anyway, that's how it, me and Matthew got to know each other through our, our I don't know, hockey angst and, and maybe, music. I mean, <laughs> I mean the Bruins. Uh, the Bruins. I, I I think we started talking, and maybe it was 2011. No. Was the, that sounds the, right. I think the year the Bruins won the cup after. <laughs> I had nothing good to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's 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 what I think we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> You're gonna. That's amazing how this has uh, come full circle. And Brady, Brady <laughs> actually, I think Brady. I did. I posted something about Brady crying once, and boy, you, you let me have it. That's I'm on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, you know, Brady is. Uh, yeah. I mean, as we speak, um, the um, Hoyer is, is is playing Kansas City, and I don't even want to watch it because I I <laughs> I mean, Cam can't Cam Newton has COVID, and you yeah. Know, I guess he's going to be okay, so so that's a plus. But I really don't want to watch Ryan Hoyer go up against Kansas City right now. And I think the uh, their backup quarterback who's never won a game in his life. Yeah. Anyway, um, but uh, no, actually, we do actually rehearse in a garage. My drummer has a garage where he uh, does, does does a lot of the work for his paper. So we actually do rehearse in a garage. But um, okay, cool. So technically, we're a garage band, but we <laughs> yeah uh, we um. I mean, I guess we, we, uh, we're, uh, we, you know, know our stuff. Where, uh, so, where yeah, when you're not in the garage. Well, I was going to ask a weird question. When we're not question. in the garage, we're, uh, we're uh, usually either in the studio or playing shows around our, uh, we kind of have like a little, you know, we kind of do a little cycle around New England. Like, uh, we'll play a show like once or twice a month, well, obviously during normal circumstances. And, and who knows what's going to be left, if there's going to be anywhere else left to play. 
Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, a lot of venues, I think, are shutting down now or trying to stay afloat. And... Yeah, we lost the Rex, one of our favorite places. But, did um, we? Yes, we did. Oh, Sean just found out. Sorry, Matthew, he just found, had a revelation. Yeah, Jeez. we lost the Rex. Yeah, the Rex was a place we saw a lot of good bands, and it was a great venue. But um, I want to get into this. It is Halloween. I don't want to get too depressed. We talked about John Carpenter. Now it's, what about this haunted studio? Oh, okay, so. There's a studio in, uh, well, it's actually not a studio. It's like a, it, it's a building in uh, Coventry, Rhode Island, and um, it was, um, it, it was a mortuary at one point. Um, oh, that's good. Ugh. And it was, um, it was a mortuary, and then it was also um, at another point in time. It, it, it was called uh, Gordon's Funeral Home, and it's on Washington Street. It. It was on, uh, yeah, it was on Washington Street in Coventry, Rhode Island, and it was a mortuary, and uh, apparently people from that town have known about it for years, and it was sort of, you know, like a creepy building that people were afraid of, and then, um, oddly, uh, in the article I read, same one I sent to you, um, uh-huh, the, yes. there, there, there was a gentleman by the name of Thomas, I believe, his last name is pronounced Diagantino, Thomas Diagantino, and he, um, his band decided, well, we can rent it out real cheap, we'll rent it out, we'll go in, and we'll make a record, and um, I think they lasted two and a half days before they, and, you know, sort of the same kind of thing that you hear all the time, like the first night they went in, they set everything up, and um, they said that, um, you know, they heard some strange things, some strange knocking, hmm. little noises, and then, um, you know, they were recording at night, and then they went back the next day to listen to the tracks they had recorded, and there was some real strange noises on there, like a woman screaming, oh. like in the middle of a guitar track, and like really strange stuff, and um, they started to get a little weirded out, but they were like, <laughs> well, you know, we'll just redo that guitar, and, <laughs> you know, so the next night, I guess it, it got even weirder. They were in the middle of uh, recording, and, and doors started to open and slam, and, and they picked up even weirder things, um, hmm. you know, children playing, like all sorts of strange things on their recording. And then I guess um, the guy doesn't really go into much detail, but something happened like halfway through, I, I guess it would be the second two and a half nights going into the third day, because they were recording at night. and. Um, they just pack up their stuff and uh, left, and they were so freaked out. Oh, so the wait, so they they, they pulled in Amityville Horror. They just packed up and left. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's that's very telling, if you ask me. I mean, they yeah. they, paid, they paid for that time in the studio, right? They paid to, they paid to rent oh. the property to oh. record it. Oh. Which oh. Is still still money and i believe they 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 had paid i think they rented it for two weeks and they lasted wow <laughs> well where are these Barely. recordings where are, are, do we have do they have recordings of this stuff you know uh they must i don't i mm. don't um i don't it didn't it didn't say in the article but um i do know that um you know i'm aware of coventry rhode island and we mm -hmm. being from Boston, mr vertigo has played in Rhode Island and we do 
come in contact with um, with uh, the Rhode Island music scene, and that would definitely be something. Yeah, um, I love Rhode Island. Uh, beautiful place. Have you ever been? You ever been? Mm-mm. Oh, nope. it's, it's such a beautiful place. Um, I, I smell part two to this conversation. Um, if there's any way you could find, do you think that band would contact you and maybe possibly have those uh, recordings? Yeah, you know, I was actually thinking about that. Like I was saying, um, I sort of have a bit of a fascination with haunted recording studios, and I was thinking about reaching out to the to um, Thomas and seeing if uh, we could uh, maybe get a hold of those uh, yeah. those recordings with uh, the uh, the apparently quite a lot of strange things that they picked up. I mean, if you if you think about it, um, you know, paranormal investigators use all sorts of microphones to pick things up and these guys had studio quality microphones yeah. set up all around a uh, haunted house so mm-hmm. you know, apparently they picked up a lot of crazy stuff i used to be terrified of like funeral homes i have a story I'll tell, I'll tell you later. No, there's no later. There's no later. Yeah. Matthew is here now. Matthew is here now. Well, you I, tell I, your story, damn I, it, Sean. I remember being a kid, and I had, a, I had a, a nightmare about being at somebody's funeral and being underneath the casket, like hiding under the sheet, like, like there was a void underneath. And I was underneath hiding, and I was staring out at people's legs and listening to them talk to the... <laughs> to the dead person saying that you're weird yeah and then and then i was like totally freaked out and somebody had to like pull me out and then i stood there at the casket and the dead person like laid there and like actually spoke to me and it was like they were alive and it was just a weird ass dream i remember that vividly and here's something you don't know yet (laughs) matthew because you're new to to the sean experience um I think it's hilarious that that Sean has sleep paralysis. <laughs> it's not hilarious at all. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> it's I can't help but anyway. I'm very yeah. I'm not sensitive to that, <laughs> and I really should be. So uh, we've had a lot of weird guests in this room, and uh, in all this time, I think maybe because Heather's been here, uh, Bob Kramer, well, <laughs> and other ones. Um, I, I don't think anything could haunt this place. <laughs> I, I I think I'm a. You know what? Invite me to that studio. I might be able to help you guys out. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, what about you? Are you, are you Matthew? Are you a true believer in spirits, the spirit words, the supernatural, or is it a science we don't know yet? As in, I'm quoting kind of a Mr. Vertigo thing, I think. I I believe that um I believe that um it it's uh I do believe in the supernatural, but I believe that it's 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 just simply fringe science that okay. we don't understand yet. And um. When they sort of proved, um, I believe it was in um, 2010, they, they, they essentially proved Einstein's theory of relativity by shooting two lasers at one another. I believe it was at MIT, but don't quote me on that. Wow. And they, it, it was actually in my bathtub. Um, <laughs> they, um, they, uh, they shot two uh, lasers at one another and they made matter. Oh, that's and awesome. Therefore, proving his theory of relativity that, that every, that, Everything is energy and matter, and matter is matter is just another form of energy moving slower. And when 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 that discovery was made, it's sort of like for me, it was kind of like, okay, wait a second. If everything is energy. If the entire universe is energy, if, 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 if everything is energy, then you know the floor I'm standing on is energy to to you know, the stars in another universe, it, I, I was immediately like, okay, 
there's no way that if every star in the sky is a sun, the planets around it, there's no way we're the only planet with life on it. And then I was like, yes. they also they they also did another experiment where they were able to um, sort of create like mini black holes, I believe, and kind of measure like I believe they measured. 13 other dimensions vibrating on different frequencies simultaneous with ours. Now, not alternate dimensions. Alternate dimensions don't exist, but other dimensions. Like, there's not another you or me, but there is, there is in fact, other dimensions that vibrate on different frequencies simultaneous with ours. Now, if they were able to measure, I think it was 13, not to be creepy with 13, but I think it was 13, and they... The, the science behind it means it has to be infinite. So my whole sort of thought was like, um, and you know, if we're Halloween, we're telling creepy stories. So mm-hmm. my my whole thought on it was, well, if there are other dimensions and everything is energy, who's to say that, like, like again, just like with my star thing, why would we be the only dimension that had life in it? And just like, yeah. you know, black holes, if, if there's more... You know, that's like French science, wormholes. There could be wormholes and, and yeah. beings could beings that don't have form could enter into our dimension and and maybe they they have the ability to see what freaks us out and they feed may you know, maybe they feed off of of, of, of energy and when you're when you're scared, when you're anxious, when you're paranoid, you give off energy. So I mean they might just appear as what we think is 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 um you know what we think is scary like a like a creepy being with horns or whatever right. like, um, so that sort of opened up my whole kind of perspective and then the the same thing with like a ghost like like if it if our entire our entire to, to me our entire body you know is is energy and we have physical energy, you know, we have matter, slow moving energy, bones, skin, and then we have our brains, which to me would be like, you know, if anything's going to be your soul, it's going to be your brain because it's a giant energy conductor and the first rule of physics is energy is never created or destroyed, it just is, so that energy has to go somewhere after this vehicle that we live in ceases to exist, so for me it's like, it could go somewhere else or, or, or it could get stuck in a cycle if someone has a violent death as they say and repeat so that's kind of my whole whole. I do believe in the supernatural but I, I personally just think it's fringe, fringe science that we don't understand quite yet hmm, great answer and I see a whole other episode with you uh, we're going to do a science show with Matthew yeah. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. I see a third episode here, but definitely a part two if you can get a hold of those recordings. But Sean, you got something here? Feed in. Well, I was going to say in relation to his story that I am. Um, I actually, I rem- you know, only because I just watched it, I I remember distinctly watching a Star Trek: The Next Generation episode. Weird to bring up, but there was a a rift on one of the planets they went to, and. Um, there were like these interdimensional beings that nobody could see. You couldn't see the other dimension, but it was actually taking place in their reality, and they were feeding off of the energy of uh, basically the, the 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 people in the scene dimension on the episode, right? So it was it's kind of weird. It kind of same sort of mm-hmm. vein of what you were talking about, really. It's interesting, and yeah, that, that's that, that's really interesting, and. Um... I, I think that might have been 
I'm, I'm not sure 100%, but I think what I was talking about was sort of the, the, the sort of basic idea of string theory, and I think they, that's kind of what, when, when, when they were able to create these, these many black holes they were real they were able to create something in a laboratory where they measured other dimensions and and, and that's like essentially I guess what they were what they had proved was the sort of basic idea of string theory and um, I think that those those kind of things have have, have, have been uh, those kind of ideas have been kind of floating around for years and and, and um, there, was, there was another part of it too like someone had asked why don't we just you know, if there's these other dimensions that are vibrating at different frequencies simultaneous with ours, like, why couldn't we just, like, 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 I guess there's something in our brain that keeps us from, like, like, either seeing them or slipping into them. I'm not quite sure what Almost it is. like we need a conductor or something to kind of, like, you know, think about, like, even, like, I'm not too into, like, all the 5G theories and things like that, but, like, think about all the different wireless signals and radio frequencies and all these things that are vibrating on different, you know, uh, wavelengths and how they affect, how they supposedly affect the human body and things like that. So maybe you're onto something there. I don't, I don't, I need more info. I need to do my um, research. I'm actually yeah. intrigued by this conversation. You, you so. got, you have smoke coming out of Sean's ears right now. <laughs> Seriously. Well, I mean, the other thing is like, like, you know, when I was a kid, I might have done my fair share of psychedelic mushrooms and um, amongst uh, <laughs> you other, don't say uh, psychedelic drugs. And let me just say, there were some really weird things that happened. And um, I, I mean, who knows? Maybe those those, those type of things, you know, uh, open things in our minds that. That, that, that mm. would normally stay closed. Who knows? Not, 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 we're not able to enter those other dimensions, but maybe sometimes we're able, maybe sometimes it's just a drug and it's messing us up, and sometimes we're able to see into a place we're not normally supposed to see. Uh, the, the Native Americans believed in that, and I always kind of, I, I, I look for them for wisdom in just about everything. Sure, sometimes they're just smoking weed. Maybe, like you're saying, sometimes crossing over into a different plane of thinking. People I do it agree. now. I mean, people do it now. Um, but uh, just to take a right turn here. So, Power Slut. <laughs> the Boston Riot Girl Band Power Slut. Uh, I believe you guys or you uh, produced them. I'm just so curious about this. I want to thank you because you gave us a Christmas song. We, we never had a Christmas song we could play on here. Oh, okay. Well, that was, um, yeah. Um, that band, um, obviously really great really um <laughs> really really comical bit it, it, there, there's um my friend my friend Linnea the who, who was the leader of Power Sled sadly Power Sled is no more after yeah we I was upset I to see that I was upset to see that I I worked on their um their their last record which is um which is uh happened to be titled Fun with Junk and um <laughs> it we worked on uh there's a uh there's, there's a great event that happens every year every spring in in Boston normally obviously um called the Rock and Roll Rumble and it's a um it's it's been going on since 1979 I mean till Tuesdays was in it uh the Bostonians were in it but basically any Boston band you could think of that existed from 79. Sounds like a road trip. Sean, sounds like a road trip here. What do you think? Road yeah. trip. In the Rock and Roll Rumble. And um, 
again, um, Angel Wood, legendary Boston DJ, she um, she took it over, I would say, maybe 15 years ago, but it started with uh, WBCN, I believe, in 1979. Nevertheless, um, Mr. Vertigo, um, Mark Q, played it in 2015. Excellent. Um, nice. And then um, I you know, fell in love with the idea of it and I had volunteered to work at it every year after and um, Power Slot uh, was one of the... I love that it's name. It's a battle of the bands, but it's not really a battle of the bands. It's really the Boston, it's the Boston Spring Music Festival for, mm-hmm. local, for, for new local bands and, you, you know, bands that you know, like when Mr. Vertigo first started up, we were more of a we were more of a, um, a seacoast band, a New Hampshire seacoast band. Um, great documentary. Just want to mention this real quick. If you guys ever get a chance to check it out, "In Danger of Being Discovered." Great documentary about the um, the, the New Hampshire seacoast music team. Sounds so awesome. I, yeah, that, I love it already. In the 90s. Remember uh, Pittsburgh? In the, in yeah, the 90s. a lot of great bands. Um, wait, so Sean, what was that? I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Sean had something to say about that. What? Well, I was just gonna, I was just going to say that you remember Pittsburgh had that ribbon music fest where all the local bands would get an opportunity. Was that what it was? So that's where the yeah. Clarks came from and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, same kind of concept, maybe like a spring sort of. Okay. Yeah. So all right. No, we understand now. I'm just I, again, I'm not from Pittsburgh, so I'm, I'm getting schooled at the same time from both of you. Oh yeah, I um. Anyway, so 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 it's not. It is a battle of the bands, but it's not a battle of the bands. And the thing is, like, it's it, it's more or less the Boston Spring Music Festival, and it just 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 getting into it is great. And there's there's 23 bands. It's oh, it's, I miss uh, that. More like a showcase <laughs> of the bands. Yeah, I, I totally um, miss that stuff. Six six nights uh, of, of of preliminaries, wow. and then there's two nights of finals, and there's the finals. But it's just it's just a great exciting thing at Power Slot. <laughs> uh, came in third the the um, the last year it uh, happened 2019 and then they 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 won my services as a producer and um, so uh, I worked on their record Fun with Junk producing vocals for them and then um, they also uh, had me in um, my engineer Jay at Project Town Studios in Haverhill, Mass to um, their Christmas song. And so the band is kind of like a concept band, like the hero. You know, they're 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 a very um, you know right girl feminist, uh, amazing concept in my opinion. Because Power Slut is the Power Slut is kind of like the hero, sort of like the character. And my friend Linnea, sort of the, one of the uh, it was really Linnea and John who were the brainchilds behind Power Slut, and um, John the guitar player and. Um, they, yeah, they, um, they, they, they laid it on the line, so to speak, and, um, awesome. uh, un- unabashedly, but then, um, they had been together for, 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 for quite a while before they really started to kind of pick up and get noticed, and that was kind of the sad thing, they, they, they even got nominated for, um, a couple Boston Music Awards, I believe, this year, oh, but wow. the, band, the, the band isn't together anymore, it's just, it was just one of those things where kind of like, uh, you know, you just, uh, I kind of use the chance addiction analogy, you just start right. to break, and then, like, you've sort of been together for too long. Yeah. And, um, and uh, Linnea 
Yeah. That's a heck of a Christmas song. Everything is closed on Christmas. And um, I honestly, very eye-catching icon. Uh, what is it? A, a, a CGI graphic of like girls' leggings with uh, a ribbon right where, you know, it should be. And the legs are open where everything else is closed for Christmas. Yes, very eye-catching. Um, I believe that's also on uh, Bandcamp, or did you say uh, where you... Yeah, that's on. You, you can find that on Bandcamp. Uh, everything is closed on Christmas, except my legs. And we have a... Yeah, we have, we have a Christmas song to play. <laughs> Yay! And, um, yeah, so um, those were kind of the last two bands that I uh, had worked with production-wise before, um, you know, everything kind of got shut down, but um, looking forward to getting back into it and... Um, Especially with Babes, we Babes actually did some. Uh, we, we we did some social distancing basic tracks. For, That's a great um, band. That's a great band. Yeah, they they I I really dig those guys a lot, and they're the they're the sweetest guys in the world, and um, they, they 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 keep it real. They keep it raw. They're they're in my opinion, you, you know, the real deal when it comes to garage punk. Oh, and, I could hear um, that, Sean, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right away. They have um, they, they're on Bandcamp too. They they have one full record called Ratchet Ass Dance Party, and I didn't have anything to do with that record. That's yeah, actually they were they were playing around, uh, touring around, and that when we played with them, Mr. Vertigo played with them, and that's how I met them. And then we did an EP, and they're releasing. I think they've released two songs from that, High Demand Trash, and um, there's going to be five, and then they just did another basics for another five and uh johnny's doing vocals on those now cool and, um, so i mean i like to i like to stay involved in the boston music scene in any way I can. oh i know that well matthew Hedis, i just want to say thank you so much for joining us um you have to come back uh My pleasure. get My more pleasure. get get more ghost toasty stories for us and um it doesn't matter just good music is enough for us really but yeah we want to get you back um and right now you should tell them tell the folks where to get all your stuff Okay, well, um, you can find, uh, you can Google Mr. Vertigo Band, and that's M-I-S-T-E-R-V-E-R-T-I-G-O, and um, all of our stuff should come up, uh, mm. Facebook, Bandcamp is where you can find all our music, um, I believe there's some of it on Spotify. Yeah, um, yeah, there is, I, yeah. I haven't gotten around to... to uh, getting it up on everything yet but it is all up on Bandcamp and um, there's some stuff on YouTube and um, yeah I mean it, 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 our new EP Engineer Strikes Again is coming out in November yes. and um, we got lots of stuff we actually have lots of stuff on Bandcamp and um, you know obviously around Halloween I like to suggest people check out our Misfits Medley and yeah oh that's right our, um, that's right. That's the first thing I think I got to play from you guys. That's what it was. It's good. Oh, yeah. Sean's looking at me like, what the hell, man? You didn't tell me about that. It's so good. It's so good. Um, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. It, 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 it makes me really think, like, you know, the Mystic songs are actually, like, pretty pop songs when you break them down. Do wop even, yeah. Yeah. And um, our other sort of Halloween we have two other Halloween sort of themes on Halloween. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's, um, there's, um, we understand. <laughs> there's a cover of the, uh, another cover, a cover of The Cures, The Funeral Yeah, The Funeral Party, party. yeah, yeah. And then, um, 
um, have a song called Costumes, which uh, can be found on Bandcamp as well. Well, and, here's uh, a, um, I'm going to let you think about the next and what song we're going to go out with right now while I plug away. We got to, I'm as always, Kettle Whistle Radio is on Instagram right now. And we're starting to really get quite a following there. Uh, Twitter at Fairly Dark. You get what you give there. I Twitter is a, I don't know. It's a cesspool. <laughs> but, I, you know, I put I try to keep it funny and people get real and that's stupid. But at Fairly Dark and then all our stuff is at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. All the episodes. And uh, I have a new comic book out called Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist. And um, I had Bob Hoagland over uh, this weekend and we started sketching out and getting things ready for issue two because there is going to be an issue two and an issue three. But Dr. Peeler, Demon Psychiatrist can be found at... Uh, www.burningbulbcomics.com and help support the cause. Sean, you got anything in closing? Because he's still thinking about which song he's going to play next. You just find me on Facebook and that's it. That's it. Sean Feldbush. And uh, so, Matthew, what song are we going to go out with? Uh, you want to go out with a Vertigo song? Oh, yeah. Oh, we don't have to. It's up to you. This is totally up to you. Oh, um, hmm. You know what? Let's go out with uh, The Misfits Medley. Why not? Oh, you right. that, Andy? I, you know what? I probably do because my all those years ago. If not, you could always resend it to me. <laughs> um, I believe if you go to our band campaign, yeah, it's it, on the Spear Hill single, which is the first, like the very first thing. Um, okay, cool. And that's funny. Um, I wasn't even. I, I, I think when I first played that, it might have been one of the first songs I ever played uh, off of a band camp. Pretty new back then. It was revolutionary. But listen, we really appreciate your time. Um, you, will, you, will you come back when you have that new uh, album out? I would love to come back. I would love to. to I had a blast. So th thank you guys so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. And um, it was an enjoyable experience. I would love to come back anytime. <laughs> well, again, but you'll get to meet uh, Heather eventually. I promise. You've been around long enough. When she's not busy. Um, it's, it's, I have to note this too because I am her spokesperson about this. She's she's not on Facebook right now, and she's not on Instagram or Twitter, one or the other. Uh, and she got she got banned. She got in trouble, but it wasn't her. She got hacked, and she wants me to let people know that. Um, if she's not responsive, it's because she's not allowed on there right now. But <laughs> that's it, and that's that's Heather for you. But we'll have more news on her in the future for all you fans out there because she's got some cool stuff happening. All right, um, I'm going to say goodnight, and uh, thank you again. And uh, anything else in closing here, Sean? I don't think so. He never has anything. <laughs> All right, it's that sleep paralysis, I'm telling you. All right, good night, folks, friends and fiends. And Matthew, thanks so much. You're welcome. All right, have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There was some kind of love. There was some kind of hate. Maggots in the eye of love. Compulate And it's a world Yeah, it's a world Yeah, it's a
pictures You think they really care Let's test your threshold of pain. Let's see how long it lasts. It's happened in your raping bosom, going up past. With jaded eyes and features, you think they really care. Let's go where eagles dare. We'll go where eagles dare. I ain't no goddamn son of a
is burning bright Pumpkin faces in the night I remember Halloween Brown leaf and vertigo Where skeletal life is known I remember Halloween This day anything goes Burning bodies hanging from poles
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Ravelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Electric app.